Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I put my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Let's go. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Orange and green, that's Kane Gang. You ready to storm 18? That's Kane Gang. Kane Gang. Radio World, Radio World, welcome to another edition of the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. And uh, it's your boy DC, as always, here on Friday morning. Got the Dirty Bird up there in the 772 in the Fort St. Lucie area. And we got a special guest. We got a special guest joining us. I don't, know, I don't even want to know if he's are you still in Oklahoma. I don't know where he's at. I, these I days. Still in Oklahoma, okay, yeah. so we got my boy Gino from Oklahoma. Don't know the area code, don't really care, but we got our boy Gino joining us here on the King Gang Radio Show. Guys, what's going on? Feeling good, man. Ready for tomorrow. So here's the thing. We, we literally had a, a, a horrific loss to Michigan State two weeks ago. Again, we played Bishop Sycamore last weekend, and <laughs> <laughs> here it is. Uh, you know, and, and, and as great as the win was, as great as it was, and I want to say that it was a confidence builder and a confidence booster for a lot of the young guys, um, it was still Central Connecticut State. Like, I really can't get too – too up about it. You did what you were supposed to do. I think you probably could have put up 90 points if you really wanted to. Um, at the same point, that's not really what you know you should be doing. I think there's some type of class that should still pertain to college football when you're playing an opponent like a Central Connecticut State. I know it's about money and things like that, but to me, like have a little class, have a lot of you know, a little respect. Now, if you're playing Notre Dame or you're playing somebody like that, then yeah, run that run that score completely as high as you can. Um, but I think Manny did due diligence, you know, and, and and took his foot off the pedal there for a while. So, so Burr, let me ask you this: I want I want two takes from you on exactly what were your two pros that you saw come out of this game. First one is we did exactly what we were supposed to do in that game, right? So no more, no less, right? You went in there, you're supposed to put your you know put your foot on their throat and really have no mercy with them. Basically, scoring ten touchdowns in there. Um, you know, loved seeing that. Second thing I love seeing is that uh, these young guys are hungry and they're fighting and they're pushing this, the 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 older guys on the team, right? And I think what they've done out of that game is they've got themselves on the field for the rest of the season. Okay, provided, Gino, provided they continue to make plays. Correct, Gino. Same question. Give me two pros that you saw come out of that game. Ah, uh, two pros. I mean, I think we our future is bright with TBD and Jake. Um, again, with, with the opponent that we face you would kind of expect us to have the kind of game that we did. Um, the young players, they did look incredible. They looked very, very good. But it, it all kind of re- relates back to the opponent we were facing. You, you would hope that, you know, some really high four, four uh, really high rated four-star players and some five-star guys would do that kind of stuff against an opponent like that. But I definitely think there's flashes of a brighter future for us ahead. Yeah, 100%. So one of my top pros was no injuries, right? Because I think that's first and foremost. You're playing a team – like Central Connecticut State, you came out of that, you know, um, kind of unscathed, no real big, you know, injuries to, 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 to talk about. So for me, that was really key because, again, now you're starting ACC conference play, and this is where your season is. Again, we're 2-2. Two and two. If I had us going 3-1, and one, okay, I had us beat Michigan State, but I'm still happy at 2-2 two and two at this point in the season. Um, but our season starts, obviously, you know, 
tomorrow night against, you know, Virginia. I, I think that's going to be the telltale. I was really on the Virginia bandwagon a little earlier in the season. I'm like, man, they, they got something going. You know, uh, quarterback looks really good, very accurate, very consistent. But then the last two weeks you saw Virginia, you know, they struggled against North Carolina, and then they just get completely demolished, you know, against Wake Forest. So this is an opportunity for Miami to take a giant step forward in the coastal division, right? I think your next two games, and Bird, you and I have talked about this, you know, on the phone. Your next two games, I think, should tell you how your season is going to play out. But there's another team in the coastal that I, I will talk about them a little later. But that Georgia Tech game towards the end of the season <laughs> might be the deciding factor on who's going to win that coastal, right? So um, let's talk about some of these young guys. I, and again, I think first and foremost, what a complete exciting opportunity it was as a fan to watch a quarterback or two put the ball where it needed to be at the right locations on money like and receivers actually making catches so so bird let me talk to you we're going to start about tvd and we had the tvd jake rc debate last week on the show again everybody knows i'm really really high on tvd i feel like you know he looks the part he plays the part you know, and again, he's been in the system for over a year, not taking nothing away from Jake Garcia. I just think TVD has an upper hand right now moving forward based on his time in the system. So, Bird, what did you what did you see about TVD that you liked? And then what did you see about TVD that you didn't like? Let me ask you that question. Well, the fact that he was basically 11 for 11, if uh, if D would have dropped, wouldn't have dropped that touchdown, man, you know, the guy would have been perfect on the day. Right. So, uh, you know, he looked calm. He looked cool. He looked collected. He was making uh, making the right reads. I mean, you know, where I was where I was sitting in the in the end zone for the game, you know, kind of in the center of the of the 200 level, man, was kind of a perfect. Uh, so it's like it's like you're playing a video game. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, We all grew up playing those games. So, you know, I mean, you see these plays unfold and every time I'm like, oh, he's got him. He's got him. I mean, Tyler was throwing the ball and he was, and he was hitting him in stride every uh, every time. Um, I do think that Jake was was stellar as well, even though the numbers show that Tyler killed him. You know, I think a lot of what came from Tyler's numbers were that those those DBs, or excuse me, that the wide receivers kind of shook free of the DBs and were able to break off a couple of long runs to really kind of throw that yardage number up there. But uh, loved what I saw from both of them. But you know, I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. You know, Tyler's the guy, right? I mean, he's he's the guy um, until and if. Derek King comes back, right? Because the school's yet to announce something, so we'll, we'll kind of wait to hear what they have to say. But uh, I've got full faith in in the quarterback room as a whole. Okay, so Gino, obviously, I'm, I'm sure you saw the game. What was your what's your take? And again, we're going to talk about TBD first. We'll get into Jake in a minute. What was your take on TBD's performance? So I think TBD played very well given the circumstances. Um, I, I think it was very easy, maybe not from the quarterback perspective, but every other position on the field. It might have been a little bit easier for those guys to kind of walk into that game with a, with less of a chip on their shoulder because they kind of expected to walk that team around in circles, you know. Um, but I think given the challenge, uh, TVD responded very well. I think he throws an incredible, incredible ball. Uh, he did have one that kind of sailed on him a bit, had a little bit of arc on it. But um, I don't think we've really had a quarterback since maybe Kaya that's been able to throw a deep ball fairly well. And uh, it isn't a shot at King or at Rozier or anybody else, but – those guys were great in the short to intermediate, but with the speed that we have on offense, you know, we really haven't had a guy that can challenge defenders downfield. So it was nice to see that that arm strength and that talent was there. Um, and hopefully it's still going to be used in the future. Um, and this isn't necessarily a hit at him, but what I didn't like is that he really still hasn't been faced with any adversity on the field yet. 
I mean, you can date back all the way to his Connecticut high school days, you know, in a conference where he really didn't have that much competition on a daily basis every week. Um, granted, he's been stuck behind some guys in the rotation the last year or two, but um, I would have liked to him, as bad as it sounds, I would have liked to see him maybe throw an interception to see how he responded the following drive um, so he can kind of get that adversity out of him and see how he comes out and, and, and attacks it after that. So it's funny that you say that because I, I, I looked at – I thought he played stellar, right? But, again, uh, a five-yard swing pass to Brashard Smith that goes to the house, a little five-yard dump to Cam Harris that goes to the house. Like, so numbers are padded, right? The, right. One of the, I think one of the – like there was two beautiful balls that he threw. The one was – first was the Harley on that touchdown yeah. in the corner. He put it there where nobody else but Mike Harley or whatever receiver yeah. was running that route would have put it, right? Again – Outside shoulder on the sideline, Harley, you know, dropped it in, either dropped it in the bread basket. So again, worst case scenario, incomplete pass. You know, you live to you live to play another day. The second ball that I thought that it was just a phenomenal was that post route to D Wiggins, and he drops it right. But D Wiggins, <laughs> I mean, you you literally you hit him in stride. That's sixty five yards right to the house. I mean, it was a money ball, right? So, but after that play, he did take two sacks. Right, he took a sack prior to that play and then he took a sack following that play so you know i can't count the two sacks the one i will take because you know but at sometimes a sack's not a bad thing right because at the end of the day you're not throwing the ball into traffic who knows can be tipped you, you took the sack you live to play another down right so I'm, I'm a proponent of that um the old line i thought played pretty well to give them time him and jake both had some opportunities to stand back in the pocket again caliber of, of defense wasn't an alabama it wasn't a michigan state for that instance, it wasn't an app state, right? So, uh, but it was still good to see them get the ball out quickly. And one thing that I did see, maybe you guys can touch on this as well. Do you think the playbook opened up a little bit more with TBD and Jake compared to what we saw the first three games? Uh, Bert, talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, I think it absolutely did because I think uh... – you know, I, th I think the coaches and the players were trying to make a statement in this game, right? So, um, you know, they wanted to open it up. I think they wanted to give the fans something, uh, something to see. So, yeah, I mean, we saw we saw a lot out there, and you know, honestly, I mean, as much as I just absolutely think the the world of Dr. King as a player, as a human being, as a teammate, as a leader, you know, I mean, look, those first three games, man. I mean, he was, you know, <laughs> he was he was making some mistakes, right? I mean, we're gonna call a spade a spade here, right? You know, um, you know, he was missing guys that were wide open, and I don't know if he didn't see them or he just didn't throw it. But um, you know, the, some of the some of those opportunities were there, and he didn't try to capitalize on them. Yeah. And you know, TVD. Granted, you're playing against you know, like you said, Bishop Sycamore, but still, you know, you see that that read, and he saw it in stride, and he just he, he hit it with no problem. So, yeah. um, you know, both of those guys did. I mean, I was like I said, I mean, even even Jake's play too. You know, <laughs> even seeing him out there running, man. Um, you know, Jake actually ended up with more completions uh, than than Tyler. I mean, Jake was eleven fourteen, and uh, Tyler was eleven or ten of eleven. So that I mean, they they played. You know, I think both very well, and I'm like I said, I'm really excited about the quarterback room as a whole. Gino, same question to you. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think Rhett did a good job engaging who he had back there in the pocket. I mean, he didn't have De'Ara King, and this isn't calling TBD and Jake unathletic, but. When you don't have a true dual threat like Derek back there, I think it forces you to kind of be a little bit more unorthodox. Um, it, it seemed as if, though, a lot of our plays were a lot more resembling of like a West Coast type versus like a power spread that we normally see. Um, and back to TBD, I don't, I don't know many people saw it, but there was a play. It was only about a seven-yard completion, but it was to, it was to X. I think it was a little out route. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, what was unique about it is when they slowed it down, you saw the defender in his face, and TBD was actually able to get the ball up and over the defender, and it dropped into X. And that's not something we'd normally be able to see with King, you know, because of his height disadvantage. You know, good so catch. That, that play a factor into it. So, yeah, and, and I've said that from, you know, for, for the last couple of weeks here, someone like TBD and even Jake, they're going to give you more like downfield because they can see the field a lot better, right? They can, they can see coverages. They can see, you know, safety's dropping back. They can see corners maybe playing off a little bit. Um, I did like the play calling. I mean, coming right off the gate, you know, you saw kind of like, you know, you're using your speed. You get Harley on a quick, like little jet sweep, you know, a little pitch to him, let him get to the outside. You know, you saw Rashard Smith with an end around. Like, those are the type of thing. Now, you talk about a power spread. I'm okay with a power spread. But you have to adapt to the players that you have around you. Now, you have a true – you go back to someone like Kaya. He's not a dual-threat He's not a dual threat quarterback. You know, he's – I don't know why we – yeah, I don't know why we're running an RPO with a, a Brad Kaya top player. Again, no disrespect, leading passer in Miami Hurricane history. But you know he wasn't going to pull and run, right? So, but when you have somebody like TVD and Jake – they might do that from time to time, but maybe you change your offense. Again, you got people like Romello. You got people like Rambo. You got people like Elijah and Will and Mike and X and Keyshawn. You don't need to do a power spread. Open that, open it up, run four wide, use use your athletic ability, and use the players that you have around you. This week's going to be actually exciting because now you're going to get Rooster back into the mix. I want to yeah. see somebody like Rashard and Rooster in the same backfield together. Go do, do, you know, spread them both out. Like, you know, pick your poison on, on, on a screen pass. Like, do something. Dude, the Brashard Smith appreciation, man. I mean, that's like, I mean, I, I, I love this kid, man. And, you know, I love that the way that they got him involved in there. Um, you know, to me, he is a all-purpose back, right? Like, almost a positionless type player. He's just a, a weapon that you need to put back there on offense. I don't, you know, let's say the kid doesn't even know the playbook, right? Give him, give him five plays or five routes that you just put him on the field uh, and turn him loose, man. You know, his first touchdown that he had, um, you know, I don't care that it was Central Connecticut State. That dude hit him and tried to push him out of bounds, man. And I mean, you know, he just kind of bounced off of him and, and kind of absorbed the hit in a way that he kind of rolled himself into the end zone, man. That, that was a big time play, man. And I was really excited to see that. Well, we haven't had like really a special type player like when you talk about someone like Bashar Smith, unless you go back to like a Devin Hester. Devin Hester was a strictly punt returner, kick returner. But again, they saw how valuable he was. You put him on offense. You put him on defense. So I, I think Bashar can, and we said this before, Bashar Smith can be that guy. I don't know why they still have Tyreek Stevenson, you know, returning kicks. I don't know if it's more of a reliability issue, uh, a consistency issue. But, I mean, he let a couple balls drop in front of him. Like, I want to see somebody like X, who's a dog. He's not afraid to go up there and try to make a play, right? But a Bashard, a Jacoby George, those are the type of kids that I want to see back there returning kicks. You know, not afraid to – you don't have to have Mike Harley back there. You know, there's no reason for your starting slot receiver to be returning kicks. Mike Harley's not a blazer. He's quick. He's a scat back. You, you want to put Rooster back there? 100%. You want to put Bouchard back there? 100%. You want to put X back there? 100%. Use the guys that play that position and use them wisely, right? So one other thing that I want to talk about, too, is we, you said, you know, uh, TVD did he did loft one ball. Um, it should have got intercepted, but uh, defender dropped the ball. But there was another throw that I thought was very viable and very key that we haven't seen over the last couple of years is the one to Rambo, who was kind of like a 50-50 ball. But finally, a receiver from the Miami Hurricanes went up and made a play on a 50-50 ball. I, I really thought he had a touchdown. They said he stepped out of bounds. I didn't go back and watch the replay. Didn't really care about it. We scored again. 
Um, but that's something that's intriguing to me is finally a receiver going up to try to make a play. And again, it's another transfer guy, whether it be a KJ Osborne or somebody like that. Like we need to get our recruited guys, you know, and, and we'll get to this next individual here in the next segment. But you see a flash of a potential protege Andre Johnson slash player that made a phenomenal play in the end zone. And we'll talk about him in, the, in a minute. So what we're going to do is we're going to go to break here in about 30 seconds. Uh, but the other the other good thing about TBD and Jake is, like, they're focused. You didn't see anything getting rattled. Again, competition's competition. You're still playing D1 football, right, from them. They're still playing against competition. I was nice to see just, again, they were congratulating each other. They were encouraging each other. There's no animosity. They want the best for each other. And I think that's going to be viable moving forward because I think you have to have that harmony in that quarterback room. Now, with King being out, how much leadership does he you know, give and how much knowledge does he try to help out with the young guys? Because I think it's going to be viable for King to say, hey, look, if I'm out for the rest of the year, I got to turn the ropes over. Like, here, this is what we got to do. I'm going to help you with film study. I'm going to help you with here. We'll get back in that in a minute, Bert. Let's take us a break, and we'll be right back. All right, you're listening to the Kane Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio, Channel 145. We'll be back in a moment. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM, yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It does, you I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. 
Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva contra la caballota, la reina y Queen. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Alright, alright, alright. Second segment here with the bird and Gino up there in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And that was actually a really good game. Uh, did you watch Oklahoma West Virginia game, Gino? I did, yes, I did. So are uh, you how are you in the Norman area? Where are you at in Oklahoma? So I'm about 45 minutes south of Norman. Okay. Is that where Blake uh, Blake Shelton's from? I, I have no idea. I'm just throwing it out there. He's from Ada. Ada. Ada, Ada, Ada Oklahoma. Yep, yep, yep. He's from Ada, yep. Wow. Right. I know my country stuff, bro. I'm a yeah. country, I'm a country guru. Believe it or not, I thought it was just numbers, man. It comes out of Oklahoma. And Toby Keith. Toby Keith from Oklahoma too. Come on, Garth man. Brooks. Man, who cares about Garth Brooks? It was Garth Brooks from Oklahoma too. Uh, yeah. So yeah. just a fun fact. Um, when we when we went out to Oklahoma, we went to Norman in 2000. Was it eight? I want to say it was 2008, maybe 2009, seven or eight. One of those years, we ended up playing Oklahoma. Um, we got destroyed, um, which was fine. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was literally it was rough out there, but. Um, there's to- Toby Keats is out there in, in OKC, um, his restaurant. So, you know, we wanted to try to have lunch so, or dinner. So we went to we went to Toby Keats later on that night. Uh, we had e- eaten there for, for lunch. We went there for dinner. Like, it was packed. We wanted to go to Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle was completely booked. Couldn't get to Mickey Mantle's. Uh, went back to Toby Keats and uh, sat, sat and hang out at Toby Keats' place. But so fun fact is we just chilled at Toby Keats' restaurant. No big deal. Mickey right, Mantle so- is incredible. <laughs> Well, yeah, so we tried to get in there, but we didn't have any reservations available, but we tried. Um, so getting back to the game. So obviously the young guys stepped up. It was great to see offensive side of the ball, defensive side of the ball. Um, I think the offensive side of the ball, those young guys are going to be special. And, and that's something that we have. We have the 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 great opportunity to see for in the next three, three to four years, right? And, and that's what's going to be the exciting part because – just from the receiver standpoint, you look at Romello, Jacoby, Rashard, X, like Keyshawn, like it's, you know, I'm not even mentioning, you don't even see Redding. Uh, Pope went to the other side of the ball. Wiggins probably shouldn't see another down, you know, unless it's <laughs> unless it's a 69 to nothing. And you're like, you know what? Who's our fifth string, you know, X receiver right now? Oh, hey, hey, your turn. And I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be like, you know, vague about it. I'm just trying to call facts, right? Like you had every opportunity the last four years to show that you should be a starter at the University of Miami. You got the size, you got the speed, you just don't have the hands, you know. And, and obviously, from a fan perspective, I from, from a personal perspective, I want every kid to do great at the University of Miami. Now, the fan perspective of me says if you can't catch, you know, maybe you just do do a poke, flip the other side. Listen, I'd love to have a six three, you know, one ninety corner, right? Like, why not? If you can't catch, all you gotta do is knock the ball down. Hey, yeah. I would, all we got to do is just play him versus Florida State every year because you know he he tears them boys up every time. Oh, <laughs> he's got those Stephon Diggs hands against FSU, man. He don't drop he, anything. He has. So <laughs> let let's let's talk about Romello Brinson. Um, obviously, you saw flashes. You know when he committed to Miami, it was I was excited because again we haven't had a receiver that we've recruited that we've coached up that is actually blown up in a, in a very long time. And, and I do see resemblances of a Romello with an Andre Johnson. And if you can get 
70% of what Andre gave you, I'm happy with that. I thought that's kind of what Wiggins would have been originally. Um, obviously, it hasn't panned out that way. Um, yeah. But, again, just the hands, the route running, the speed. I, I mean, again, the, the catch is the catch. I mean, that's probably one of the best catches you're going to see this year in college football. Um, <laughs> like, no, no, you know, all, all kidding aside, again, Jersey getting yanked on. Lily should have been a flag for a holding or something. But to make that catch, to get his arm down, phenomenal. Uh, so, so Bert, talk to me about what you see from Miller Brinson and what do you see moving forward? And then Gino followed up that same question. Man, I see, I see the alpha, right? Like I, that's, that's all I think of when I see, uh, when I see Brinson, right. And really all those guys, man, um, you know, the, the three amigos, like the, like the, the, uh, the little clip that they put out. Right. I mean, all these guys are, are special, man. I mean, Brinson, uh, just his, I mean, he's just smooth out there, man. Like, uh, you know, runs a route great, puts himself in a great position of the ball. And, you know, I mean, look, that, that not only was, uh, was he in an, an incredible position, but, you know, the DB was draped on him and, and pulling on him the whole time. And he still was able to pull that thing down. So, um, you know, he's the Joker, man. And I think I think every bit of him, man. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be special for a long time to come, man. I just uh I want to see him and those other two uh those other two freshmen that came in with him uh you know stay here and uh, and continue to crush it. So what do you think, G? I mean, n- now we're starting to talk my language. I mean, everyone this in this last class was super hyped about LT and James Williams and everyone else alike, but I've said it from day one since uh, he was, uh, you know, warming up to get ready to commit to us. Romello has been my favorite and my most hyped recruit that I've seen come through this program in a long, long time. Um, yep. I, I, I often talk with my uh, one of my best friends, Heath, um, about Romello specifically because he always he, he's an Auburn fan. He always kind of rags on me because I'm like, hey, you know, this recruiting got easy to the next great thing, you know, and that's been kind of hard to say with receivers lately because, you know, we've had a lot of guys that haven't really lived up to their potential or hype. So when I was able to finally show him some uh, proof, uh, this last weekend of uh, Romello blowing up, I was like, you know, granted it, it was against, what was it? Midwestern lateral central East West Connecticut community college or whatever it was, you know, uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, Hey, I mean, he's, he's shown some flashes. I mean, he's got great route running skills for as young as he is. And uh, I mean, everyone has their favorite guy, but I mean, Romello is probably my favorite recruit to come through here for, for a long, long, long time. Well, man, you, you almost had some, uh, you almost had some words for Heath there, man. Old, old Auburn almost dropped to uh, Georgia Southern down there. I don't know. Yeah. If you look at the score, it doesn't look like uh, it, it does. It's not indicative of how close that game was, but like six minutes to go, they were down like 10 points, man. I was like, ooh, those guys yeah. are up against the ropes. So, well, they should have lost. I mean, obviously, what was it fourth down? The guy made a spinning, a spinning move to get outside that, you know, get out of a tackle and then throw the ball in the end zone, or else, yeah. you know, they, they should have lost that game. Romello, I think, could be an extremely impressive and, you know, potential, again, potential University of Miami Hall of Famer. I'm not talking about yep. pro Hall of Fame. I'm just, you know, you just you see the likeness, you see, you know, the way he carries and stuff. Very humble, very young kid. Um, but you see that from the receiver core, like they're gelling together. You know, again, you, you look at Jacoby. You know, Jacoby made a a great touchdown catch in the end zone. You saw what Bashar did. You know, and, and I, it's going to be interesting to see going into 2022 who steps up, who steps up as that number one wide receiver, right? Because again, you're going to have Romello, you're going to have X. You're going to have Keyshawn. You're going to have Jacoby. You're going to have Bouchard. You know, you're going to have, you know, there's there's a plethora of people. I mean, you're not going to have Peyton. You're not going to have probably uh, Dazzling. You, you might not have Redding. I don't know what's going to, you know, what's going on. Because I thought Michael Redding last year, just the build of him and the size of him, I thought could potentially get on the field. 
But seeing these young kids, like I don't think these young kids are coming off the field anytime soon. Yeah. No, and, and, and I think that has a lot of good things for them too because I feel like our outside, you know, our X and Z receivers, they're a lot uh, – I feel like there's a lot less competition there on the outside come next year than there is going to be for that slot spot. You know, you got mm-hmm. X and um, Burchard there next year, and obviously we have our tight end group too, but I think that, that those, those two outside spots are probably going to be almost solidified between Keyshawn, Jacoby, and, and Romello rotating in and out. So yeah. I feel like the future is right on the outside. So do you think Jacoby goes on the outside? Again, the kid's not that tall. Um, he's, he, he's what, 6 or is he 5'11"? Uh, he might be 5'10". Like, he's, really? well, he's, I, listed, he's listed at 6, but I, but, I, but I feel you. I know. Like, when you see him, you're like, he because I'm 5'10", he's not taller than me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know? I've seen him up. I, you know, I've seen him a person. Like, I, I don't think he's 6'0", because I'm 6'0". Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't look – he doesn't look like he's that tall. Now, again, granted – but there's nothing wrong. Like, what is it? Let me ask you this, Gino. And Bird, you and I talked about this earlier today. Did Mallory even get on the field last week? Because I don't know if he did. I don't yeah, remember. He, 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 he was on. I know he was rotating a lot with Arroyo. But I no no catches, no balls thrown to him? No, I don't think he – no, I, no, I did. I think he had one target, but it was broken up over the middle. I think it was batted down at the line. Maybe yeah, he didn't have a catch. He didn't have a catch. I've got the stats up right now. You never catch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it goes back to what, what I'm saying about the young guys, like, like superseding the upperclassmen. I think Elijah Arroyo is going to be phenomenal. And I don't know right now if it's more of a, a playbook issue or what the issue is. Like, why isn't he getting on the field more? Um, he just looks the part. I mean, he, he, he reminds me of a Jeremy Shockey type build. Um, you know, with the his hands, uh, he is a grown man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and listen, not taking nothing away from Will Mallory, but if if you got a case of the droppies, like, I mean, I don't want to play favoritism. Like, I don't, I don't want to be the seniority based coach here. But if you have yeah. young guys that aren't dropping the ball, you got to play your young guys. Hundred percent, man. It's, to me, you know, it's it's like, you know, I know those older guys are going to play, right? But you know, when they make a drop, right, you know what's behind there, right? So. You know, if they do, pull their ass out and sit them on the bench for a minute. You know, like, you know, sit out for the rest of this quarter, man. I want you to think about that drop, man. Like, you can't, you know, we need you. You cannot drop that ball when it comes to you. You know, and make them sit. Like, you can't, you know, you drop a ball, man, you should be sitting on the bench because, you know what, there's the next guy behind you who's who wants that same opportunity and who's going to make that catch, man. You know, we just – we we gotta expand the rotation a little bit. I think when we were we were looking at the the snap counts in Michigan State, man, I, I was actually I think it might have been the App State game, but it was one of them where I looked at, and there was almost no rotation at a at a. We played very very few players, and you know that's one of the things that I attribute some of our struggles to. Like, you know, we just keep going back to the same thing. I mean, what's the definition of uh, insanity? You know, um, insanity, right? Doing the same thing over and over again and, and expecting a different result. So. Well, if you think about this, right? Like, let's talk. Let's go back to the to the oh one, oh two, oh three era, right? You know, well, actually, before that, let's go back to like the the ninety eight, ninety nine. You had somebody like Bubba Franks. Yeah, Mondo Fulcher. Yeah, Bubba Franks. Then you had Jeremy Shockey. Then you had Kellen Winslow. You know, if Jeremy Shockey started dropping balls, you know, you had somebody like Kellen Winslow was coming in and grabbing that spot and probably wasn't getting off the field. So I think we have to get back into that same situation where best man, best guy's got to play. You know, forget the the seniority upperclassmen crap because I still think, and this might sound funny to everybody who's listening out there, but at the same time, I think Miami can run the table and run off the next, you know, eight, nine games 
and literally like just wipe the coastal clean. And who's to say that they couldn't win the ACC title game? You know, listen, there's I have NC State and Georgia Tech as the top two teams in, in the ACC right now. When would you have thought that over the last couple of years that NC State and Georgia Tech are your two best teams in the ACC? I figured it'd be dead by the time that happened. <laughs> but if you look at it, right, Georgia Tech, they finally get away from that that like triple option crap, and they're finally running a, a really nice offense. NC State, they've been building and building and building. Obviously, they played us tough last year with a backup quarterback. That just shows you probably how bad Miami was even last year. You know, the record yeah. might have been kind of a little over-exaggerated, um, you know. But at the same time, like they've been building and building. So it goes back to, you know, you talked about earlier about TVD, you know, and, and his run through, you know, high school. And it was the same thing with Clemson, right? Clemson had Taj Boyd, Deshaun Watson, and then Trevor Lawrence. Like this year, they finally get somebody who really isn't as good and not taking nothing away from DJ U. I don't know how to pass his land. I'm just say DJ U. Uwe Ungale. Yeah, him. But not only that, <laughs> they don't have another, like, again, a five yard out to a Travis Antienne who takes it 90 yards, right? So I think that's the key for, for Clemson right now is they don't have the ballers that they had over the last four or five years. So like the ACC is wide open. So I'm going to throw this question out. Why not Miami for the ACC championship? Why not? You, you first, G. Uh, uh, I feel like we would shoot ourselves in the foot before that ever happened. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think it would be because of a lack of talent. Um. And I'm not going to sit here and attack the coaching staff because that's been done over the last couple of weeks enough. Um, but I feel like there's just a, maybe not so much the younger classmen, but I think in the upper class, there's almost a sense of complacency where they expect to not be there. So they're yeah. not going to get their hopes up and try for it. Um, but I mean, back to what you were saying about Clemson and everybody else too. If you look at NC State and Georgia Tech right now, look at what they're doing right now and what NC State has done really well this year and last year that us and Clemson are not doing right now, and that's running the football. Clemson yeah. has been able to lean on T-Law and Deshaun Watson in the past when they've needed them because they have a great they've had a great ground game. I mean, look at NC State. I mean, they have one back averaging almost 140 yards a game with Ricky Person, you know. Hmm. Um, and Clemson right now, I mean, they're down to one running back on scholarship right now, Will Shipley, you know, and he's injured. Um, they got another guy. I can't remember his name. And then us. I mean, we're, we're if you take away all our rushing yards from uh, this this last weekend, I mean, we're subpar in the running game right now. So I, I I don't think you can win a football game without running the ball well. You you have to establish a line of scrimmage, you know. And yeah. that's that's probably what's going to shoot us in the foot is that we we're, we're somehow going to make mental mistakes and have this mental barrier where we're just going to be complacent and, and not let ourselves succeed. Yeah. So, man, that's a, that, you know, those are some great points that you make there, right? And, you know, I think my thing to the why not us piece is that, you know, there's probably 10 teams in the ACC that that feel strongly, hey, this can be our year because, you know, Clemson gets knocked off, right? And then, I mean, of course, everybody's thinking it, right? You know, Georgia Tech's thinking it right now. NC State, Wake, Clemson's still thinking, hey, you know, this is this is still our our, our conference, damn it. Um, yep. you know, I think everybody with the exception, I think Virginia and Carolina probably both know that, that they're out of it with two losses. Um, you know, though, I mean, even though mathematically they, you know, I'm sure that they, there's still paths for them it to is. get into with the way, with the way that this year is going to, going to go. So everybody probably with the exception of Duke and Florida state feel like they can win the ACC this year. Right. Um, but what, I mean, you know, 
we got to change some things with us. I mean, I do think, you know, we played the hardest schedule in the nation through the first three weeks of the year. And, you know, we got beat up through the national media, through our fan base, through everybody. Right. But, you know, this is, this is the test for Manny, right? Like I'm not on that fire Manny bandwagon, right? Like, you know, um, you know, you have to, you know, give him the rest of the year and let's see what happens out of here. Right. Like if you can go through and you can navigate through a, tough slate here right and i know we're coming up on the on the break here so i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of wrap up my thoughts on this but you know if you can go through and uh you know get yourself to the ac i think charlotte's table stakes you've got to get to charlotte right and not only get to charlotte but you know you need to have an impressive showing in that in the championship game right so not only win it but have you know get there have an impressive showing in the game um and then you know have a respectable show in the bowl game and if you do manny ain't going anywhere <laughs> you can pray for mario all you want but Anyhow, Manny, we're coming. Manny, listen, Manny ain't going anywhere anyway. I don't know why no everybody way. thinks that. Manny could fall on his face right now. Manny's still not going anywhere. He's yeah. not. We'll talk about that on the next, on the next segment. Go ahead. All right. Well, you're listening to the Kane Gate Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel 145, hanging out with Gino and Co. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad though. idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good, good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, 
or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Final segment here on the first hour of the Ken Gang Radio Show. You know what's nice about having like guests on the show, like whether it's Gino or you know a former player, or whatever bird is. Like I'm really super hungry right now, so I just go on mute. And then Maria had brought me some Chipotle, so I'm literally just killing some Chipotle Every- while you guys are talking. That's cool. Everybody on Twitter is watching you eat dinner, bro. That's cool, <laughs> bro. I am just <laughs> literally listen. I don't care. So. Do you guys like Chipotle? I mean, I know it was something in our Discord the other day. People were talking about Chipotle or a Moe's or listen. <laughs> Welcome to Moe's. Listen, all I need is white rice, some cheese, some steak, and some Frank's hot sauce. Bro, that's all I need. I don't need all the veggies and the salsa and the corn and the guac. Like, just give me the rice, steak, and cheese. You're the most basic eater I've ever met, man. You, yeah. you and my daughter, man. My daughter's like chicken fingers and macaroni and cheese, man. Right. And, there's, and then there's you. And then I top it off with a good old Pepsi, bro. Like, <laughs> but so, so having said that, so obviously, you know, you know, we, we sit in the sweet, we, you know, we, we live the sweet life at the game, right? Like it's one of those things we sit down in there, we have the field club suites, the food down there and the people at the hard rock, when you're in that facility, especially down there and bird, you got to sit in the uh, 72 club, the champion club. So you know what I'm yeah. talking about? Oh yeah. It's not your hot dogs and your little nachos and your chicken wings and all that stuff on the hunter level. Like, so last week, um, so, and it's been the same menu. So I, I always want to talk about this real quick. So obviously we didn't take Grayson last week, right? It was, it was really, really hot the week before when we played Michigan state. And, uh, so G baby was a little hot. So, you know, so Maria's like, I don't think we should take him. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Whatever. So we didn't take him. 
and we go to we go to the gate you know we go we go in and the people that are working there they're like where's g baby like <laughs> like the people there know him as g baby now right so which, which is great so i'm like well you know he, he didn't come because it was too hot last week things like that so you know we have to get escorted into the area so we're, we're getting escorted we get to the like the then there's people that greet us as we get to walk into like the like the field club area and so the lady's there's like, where's my little friend? Where's my little buddy? And so I tell her the story, right? So then we get in and then Maria has to use the restroom. And I'm like, well, I'm going to grab some drinks because you go past the bar and before you get to the food, before you get to the field. So I stop there. I get like, I get four bottles of water, a couple of Pepsis, you know, I'm sticking them in my pockets, you know? So once I get that, then I go to the food area. So the lady comes over and she goes, do you need the box? And I'm like, what do you mean the box? She goes, you know, your son for, for the first popcorn. Because normally you put it in a bowl, but they get me a box. So he puts his popcorn in a box. And I'm like, oh, well, he didn't come today. And she's like, oh. So, like, Grayson's, like, kind of the hit of the little club area already because uh, mm-hmm. they all know who G-Baby is. So well, that's what Aaron's telling me the other day, you know, like we were going to meet up with you. And she's like, is G-Baby with Co? Right. And I'm like, I'm like, that's hilarious, well, man. Yeah, so, that's, even my even my 11 year old daughter calls him G baby. I wanted, to, I was gonna try to get it made before we went to the game, but I want to get like some like styrofoam or something, get him a big old like nameplate that says G baby <laughs> with a big old rope chain. You know what I mean? Um, nice. So, but they had like we had prime rib, we had all like like Idaho mashed potatoes. It was like. So the oh. food, it, it was actually pretty good last week. So, you know, again, the first quarter, it's it's wings and potato chips and little finger foods and snacks and things like that. And then as the second quarter gets going, then you start getting, like, the, the real good desserts and you get the food. And, you know, again. You're making me hungry, man. So I know you got Chipotle in front of you. but I do. I still have it right here. But the good thing about it is I ended up having five Shirley Temples, bro. Like, people were like, Shirley Temples? Like, bro, Shirley Temples, like, that's a money drink right this there. This guy. This you, guy. To, you know, you, <laughs> had a, you, you ever had a Shirley Temple? Oh, yeah. Bro, how good are those? Oh. They're, they're good. They're really so, good. So, 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 Bird, so when, when, you're, when you were in the club, when you were in the champion club, did you guys have the – did you get the metal cups, like, to put the beer in? Yeah. So I got the, the Shirley Temple, and, like, it just stays so cold. It's almost like a copper cup. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. bro, it was money. Hey. JD had a slew of those, man. Now he's got his Hard Rock Stadium. Uh, he's got his Hard Rock Stadium club level uh, patio set up on the back, man. Oh. He even had those cups, man. I'm like, look at you. Look so at you, JD. I, I said something to JD about that. I said, JD, like, because obviously you would take them, but I don't know whose mouth or whatever has been on those cups throughout the whole <laughs> stadium. And you're going to cl- – and you saw that in Atlanta. When we went to Atlanta, like, people were taking well, all the souvenir one- cups. That one guy had this stack of like thirty cups walking out. I don't know like, if he bro. was gonna play stack like stack cup like, or whatever he was gonna do. You no, know, trying to trying to make a cup snake, bro. <laughs> like, I bro, just, it ain't worth it. <laughs> so, so Gino, you're in the medical field, right? So, right? <laughs> would you go. literally? Yeah. Would you literally take twenty cups from the stadium souvenir cups? <laughs> I don't care if you washed them or not. Would you? Would you drink out of those cups? Maybe it, after it depends, many, it depends how many drinks I had prior to drinking. Oh. <laughs> I, I just I couldn't imagine like just going like you know you're going down the, like the rows and just collecting cups <laughs> to take home, like especially with COVID. Like I just I listen to each his own. I know I'm not uh, doing it. I just wow, crazy, man. So so, you know, so if it's okay, I, I have a question for both of you. Yeah, um, sure. just because we, we we've discussed it in some other chats and stuff, but. 
do you think, based off what you saw Saturday, any upper from from the young guys, uh, would you justify any of the upperclassmen that are starters to warrant losing their spot to a younger guy for this upcoming week? And if sure. so, who and why? <laughs> Co, why don't you go first, man? Are you on me to? Yeah, go first. I'm still eating Chipotle. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> clear, clearly, clearly, James Williams, man. I mean, I think the kid's itching to get on, get on, get on the field. And let's let's be real, man. Gervin Hall hasn't done anything to to warrant keeping that spot, right? So I think James Williams is a is is an obvious one uh, to me. Um, I think he's probably the only one on the defensive side of the ball. Who you got, Co? All right. So. <laughs> Obviously, I, I think zero is probably a good is a good person to start with, right? Yeah. But Leonard Taylor is definitely better than a Jordan Miller and a Jonathan Ford. You know, potentially from what I've seen, you know, he can. There, there's no reason why he's not at least a second team rep. You know, like second second depth getting in there because again, sure. you're a five star recruit. Like get in there. But how do you keep someone like Cam Kitchens off the field? Like Cam Kitchen is just a straight dog. So no disrespect to twenty one, but to me, if I'm if I'm if I'm Manny Diaz and I'm and I'm watching this team, granted, you need some type of veteran leadership somewhere on that team, right? Um, again, you you know I'm a huge five three fan. People probably will say chance chance you know chance you Williams. I'm just saying, so listen. It, it was great to see him. <laughs> listen, he had a sack last week, but he's doing the right things. He's not doing nothing like detrimental to the team. He's doing his job. So let, let me ask you this. So 5-3's job is to push up the field, to protect containment, and to turn everybody inside. He's legitimately doing everything that he's supposed to be doing on that job, right? You don't see nothing from Harvey on the other side. You don't see anything from DeAndre Stevens. You, you know, so again, Chance Williams, he's got in there a couple times, you know. But we don't run any twists. We don't run any stunts. We don't really do anything to make our defensive line creative. We literally just bull rush. So going back to your question, though, Gino, like, you know, Cam Kitchens, uh, Cam Kitchens, I think, should be on the field. Again, not taking anything away from Bubba, but I'm starting Cam Kitchens and I'm starting James Williams. I'm taking my shot with two young guys. Now, what happens in two weeks when Abate Williams comes back onto the field? How does he work into the rotation? Do you put him at corner? Because, first of all, number eight, listen, and, and I love the kid. <laughs> both eight shouldn't be on the field, either offense <laughs> or defense side of the ball. Gino, you agree right. or disagree? Agree? Okay, so – to me, you put Avante at a corner. Blaze looks decent, but I think Blaze really should be playing more as as like a, a safety, not not a corner. Um, but Cam, uh, James Williams, and Avante really on offense, and then I think I think fifty six should be playing on offense. I mean on defense, I think he should get a lot more playing time only because I think it's merited based on you know his recruiting. You know everybody wanted the kid. You gotta let him play and show him. Obviously, again, he played against Central Connecticut State. I think he was actually rated at had the most snaps, um, as far as the game. He had probably the most snaps played um, that game um, on the offensive side of the ball. Like again, I'm thinking 80 should be starting over 85. You know, I it just you know, well, I, I think I think Rambo, I think Rambo and Harley have merited keeping their spots. Um, and again, I think Jakai should be playing over Corey Gainer. Yeah, Here, here's another one that we haven't really even touched on, but the running game, you know, Cam Harris, right? Like, you know, he had a, he had a great game against these guys statistically. But when you look, I mean, you know, he had three touchdowns, you know, one nice long reception and everything. But uh, I don't know what it is when he runs the ball, but he, he stays so low to the ground. I've never seen a running back that gets as low as he does when he's running. 
And I think that's, you know, when, when he when he first came in, man, he he ran high, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, of course you got to drop down when you get and you're about to have a collision with a defender and everything. But, you know, he's always so low. And I think that's why he's slipping and he's dropping most all the time. And, you know, I, I don't know why Hickson hasn't corrected that out there with him yet. But what we're seeing from a guy like Franklin, you know, I mean, everybody loved what they saw from Franklin. But um, I think Franklin's a powerful runner. But – Goes <laughs> so, really going crazy. You want to jump in here? So. He also looked really slow. Maybe it was just me, but I thought that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say about Franklin. He looked, he looked very slow, but powerful. Okay, so I see someone like twenty-two as being your power back. You know, you get down two-yard line, three-yard line. Let's give it to him up to Cody Brown. Okay, again, you look decent. You know, you didn't look like you. You know, you didn't, you weren't like a Frank Gore or Portis yeah. or McGahee coming out of the backfield. Um, going back, you look like Harris. what you should look like against that team. Correct. Right. So when I see somebody like Cam Harris, the way that he's running now, it's it's telling me that he's playing. He's running the ball not to get hurt. He's protecting his knees. He's running low because he don't want nobody you know hitting those knees and taking his knees out. So to me, that's why I think he's running low. Um, you know, again, he's probably looking at, hey, I might make a seventh round pick, maybe an undrafted free agent somewhere. So I'm, I'm looking at myself and I'm, I'm just throwing that out like no, mentally I know, I know, I know, what they're probably thinking. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm being optimistic on what they're probably thinking. So I think that's why he's running the way he's running. Now, again, what I saw from Rooster last year was blazing speed, get him in space. But that's where our offense has to be able to contribute to the strength of our individuals. If you know that. So when you watch Cam and we're running up the gut, Cam's not even seeing when that D line collapses and to, like right to the quarterback. Bro, it's one plant and shoot to the outside. It's open all game, but yet they're not seeing that. And and yeah. again, I feel like they're just taking taking. That's my call. That's my gap. I'm going a gap. I'm going b gap. Bro, plant your foot and get to the outside because that's where the the opportunities are going to arise is on the outside. Cheney and Rooster, I think they're the guys that are going to hit that outside. You know, and again, Ala Bashar Smith and Mike Harley get those guys to the outside. Let them use their speed. Yeah, I'm really excited to see the fresh legs of, of Jalen Knight and get out there and 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 really run in this game. Man. So let me ask you this: long. Maybe you know, Gino. Maybe you know. I don't know. Why was he suspended? Uh, I have heard why, but I cannot remember right now. I literally yeah. can't remember. I, I have heard why. I don't know if what. I don't know if it was true. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll yeah. try to remember, and I'll probably interrupt you. So I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you about these rumors. Like you, you heard something, right? A yeah. la Leonard Taylor's going to Florida. Like, <laughs> like this is where someone yeah. posted that on Instagram, and I literally kind of replied to that. I'm like, that had zero chance of happening, and all you're doing is looking for likes and comments because yeah. that is not going anywhere. There's so yeah. many, there's so many quote unquote insiders, insiders with yeah. all these different avenues, all these different shows, all these different platforms, bro. If I literally hey. told you half the crap that I know personally, like it would be a wealth of the information. But at the end of the day, I don't share that stuff because I'm yep. not that guy. I'm not looking for clout. I don't need that. I don't want to put something out there. The next thing you know, I get told something and then it's like, dang, Co, I told you something and now, you know, now I'm not telling you anything. 
Right? Well, that stuff changes too, right? Like those things that come out, right? Like things change. So if you do go out there and chase plot and try to say something, you know, you could very well think you're being right about it. And then by the time it becomes public, it's something completely different, you know, but there's the, the thing that, and, and, you know, like I had a pretty spirited debate <laughs> live on Twitter yesterday about this, like, you know, the stuff that you put out there is harmful to the team, to the school, to the players and their families, right? If the school and the player haven't announced it yet, shut the F up, you know, let it, let it be right. Like you can know, we can discuss it in our groups or, you know, we can say, Hey, I, I think this may be the case, or, you know, this is the rumor that I heard. Right. But don't put that in a public forum and put it out there on blast that, that, you know, can really have an impact, uh, you know, on the player, on their draft status on, you know, there's so much that's at play with that. Right. And, you know, King's injury is really what it's all over because you hear some people say, oh, he's going to start Thursday. And you hear other people, oh, he's out for wow. the year. Because, he's they put that on, they, because they put that on the depth chart. Oh, King's yeah. listening to the depth chart. Who yeah. gives a rat's ass? Just, just let the school, you could think whatever it could be. Gino, you're a doctor. I know you can look at injuries and the way, you know, his arms position and you can form your own opinion. But that's what, just what all that stuff is, right? There are opinions. But we don't need to sit there and act I'll, there and, and, and push stuff out like we know like things are fact. I'll tell you right now. Fact yeah, just, mar- hey, just to clarify, not a doctor yet. I studied. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll we, we call you doctor, bro. So <laughs> I, will put, I will put this out there. I guarantee you Amari Carter doesn't play tomorrow. I, no. I hope not. There's no reason why he should start over. I'm just telling you that I I, I, I bet he doesn't play tomorrow. I hope he Guys, we're coming up on time. We still got no, to make predictions. No, we can do that. We can do that later. We don't have time. I mean, we can unless we do one more segment. We can do another segment if you guys. All right, want. let's go. So obviously, we got a minute. We got a minute before we go to break. So, so Gino. So speaking of the medical field, right? So let, let me ask you a joke, Gino. Maybe, maybe let me. This is stupid joke. Let me just you got jokes. I got jokes. All right. So it's cool. Let, <laughs> all right, Bert. I'll ask you this. Go for it. What has 148 teeth and hides a monster? My zipper. That's ah. right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. G, oh, G stole that from me, but I was I was about to say I was about to say my pants. <laughs> Never. Hey, it's okay. My wife just yelled. She concurs. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I'm all about it, bro. I'm all about it. That's one of the greatest jokes I've heard in a long, long time. I heard it probably like about a month ago. So I told oh, my, I told, uh, I told Maria's son Ryan. I'm Ryan. I'm like, go to your grandma and just say, hey man, what is 148 teeth and, and hides a monster? Yeah, you're still doing grandma with that? <laughs> yeah, bro. It's no so fun to tell regular people. Tell to your grandma. <laughs> so, all right, listen, we're gonna go break here. <laughs> we're gonna go to break here at the Can Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM Channel 145. We'll be right back. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Serious XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up to a nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. 
but I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuelapola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuelapola. Tua. I can't do it. I'm done. Tongo Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuelapola. Tongo Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuelapola. Tongo Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuelapola. Tongo Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva Potra, la caballota, la reina y mi queen. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We're just keeping this thing rocking and rolling. Um, we're getting ready to go into the second hour with Bird and Gino. Uh, so, Gino, you said that your wife concurred. Shout out to your wife. I think she's doing some type of photography, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, she has one photography business. Yeah, how, how's that going? I, I know we're kind of off kilter. We're, listen, we're so unscripted here. We literally just throw things <laughs> off, right? So, it's the best. So, I, I know that she was doing some photography and she's really getting into it. So, how, how's that going? It's doing well. Uh, it's doing well. She's uh, getting a lot of bookings recently and uh, – you know, she's, she's, she's improved a, a ton from where she started and she's, yeah. she's, she's killing it. So, well, I used to shoot a lot. Like I did weddings, I did all kinds of portraits and things like that. Has she, have, have she shot you yet? Like, as far as like, have you posed for, and you know, you know, just kind of. Absolutely. Bro, bro where, are you, where are you going with this, man? She's always like messing with her settings and she's taking pictures of me. She's like, I'm not checking my settings. I'm just like, leave me alone. Listen, 100%. That's what you do, right? You're checking lighting, you're checking depth of field. There's so many things that you're checking when you're shooting, right? So, again, just grab it's like, just, you know, grab it something and shooting at it. You know, you might think that she's taking a bunch of photos of you for like for your, for your album or whatever, but she's exactly. not. She's literally deleting every one of them. So, all right, let's get back on topic. I, I don't know. For some reason, I just thought about that. You said your wife concurred, and I'm like, I know she does photography, so we'll give your wife a shout out on the radio, right? So, <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah. So last week we we actually have some. So Gino, you follow college football, right? Oh yeah. Okay. So so me and Bird do it. We do as well, and we always do these pickems. Like so, we always have these pickem games. Um, last week, I think I actually won. I think the first week we tied. I think we were both like three and three the first week. Um, last week, I think I did, I think I went four and two. Um, 
Okay. I, I did lose. I lost the Florida State game. I actually picked Florida State to beat Louisville. Did I pick Florida State to beat Louisville? No, no. We both okay. picked Louisville. Okay. Who, what games did I, did I pick the? So, so here's here's what we had. We had UNLV Fresno. You had Fresno. I had UNLV. Fresno won that, right? Boom, 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 boom. We had Notre Dame, Wisconsin. You picked Notre Dame. I picked Wisconsin. Even though I hate we Notre had, Dame, but I just figured they'd win. We had Texas A&M and Arkansas. You I picked lost Texas that one. A&M. I picked Arkansas. Yeah, that's because you you're, that, that's because you're related to those people. Oh <laughs> man, he's, he's just full of things right now, man. It's all Kansas. It's all Kansas, not yours. <laughs> All right, you, then you we had U, UNC Georgia Tech. You picked UNC. I picked Georgia Tech. Bold. And then that's only because you wanted like a you wanted to have like a a, a slaw dog from varsity. So that was probably the only reason why. You know, <laughs> is that hey, what man, it is? Is I'm, it a slaw I'm, dog? I'm on keto. It's it's the chili slaw dog that they have there. The varsity man. I'm on keto. So don't, okay. don't uh don't, don't don't hate when I get my my small vices, man. Listen, but here I was love here varsity. was. Here was the one that we were that we were kind of kind of laughing about. Uh, Miami Central Connecticut co-picked listen it. Listen to the scores. Oh, listen to the six, scores. You know, he, he picked it at sixty-six to three, so he had the total points on the head. I had I had it seventy-seven nothing. So, I was, so if D, I was, so if D, D Wiggins, Wiggins and Cam Price, I would have yeah. hit it on the. On the so if D Wiggins catches that touchdown and Cam Price makes the extra point. He gets seventy-seven. Right, so I had sixty-six to three, and remember they missed a field goal, so I would have been off by three points. So I think that was a very good, you know, guess on that one. And the last one was who? Uh that was the last one. That was, oh, that was the last one. Okay, oh, it was Louisville, Florida State. Right, Louisville, Florida State. Okay, we both picked Louisville to win that. All right, game. so let me let me let me pull up these games here. So, um, because there's some really good games coming up this week, like really good. I'm Arkansas, not a, oh my Yeah, God. but bro, how do you put them at noon? That makes no sense to me. You put them at noon and you put Iowa and Penn State at eight o'clock. Yeah. Who, who makes the schedule? All right. So, Bird, you get the pen? Yeah, I'm getting it. You don't have one at your desk? I'm just asking. <laughs> like, no, because like, I usually put it on these little pieces of these little post-its, and now that G's on here too, I need to get a full oh, piece boy. of paper. All right. So don't question my methods, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just asking, bro. Just asking. All right. So let's start off with uh, we're going to start off with the Arkansas Georgia game. All right. So Gene, I'm going to go with you first. What do you think about that game? Eight versus two. Georgia. Georgia's going to win. Big or what's what's your prediction? Uh, I think they win by at least three. Uh, two scores. Wow. Okay. You got a number for me? We go total points or win margin? Just a score. Score. Uh, I say 30, 39, 24. Wow. Wow. 39-24. Okay. Bird. Uh, and, and I'm being optimistic. I don't think Arkansas even scores that much against that defense. Okay. Bird. I'm taking Arkansas 17 to 10 in this one, man. Oh boy, he's going low scoring and he's going. Here, here's, here's the oh. thing, man. I, I and I'll give you a reason why though. I think Georgia coming off that beatdown. Of Vanderbilt is going to come in uh, really, really overconfident. And uh, look, Sam Pittman is cooking in, uh, in in Arkansas right now, man. This is a team he came from coaching. I think he's going to come in there, and I think he's going to slip one out. All right. So I'm actually going to go Georgia, and I'm going to go 28-17 Georgia. Okay. I think I think Arkansas's run is going to get kind of nipped in the bud real quick. Not saying that they're not a good team. I just feel like they haven't really played anybody. And, and to Texas A&M's defense, I mean, obviously they rolled out a, uh, a freshman QB last week who looked like he was lost most of that game. So I think 
Georgia, that defense is just – it's just stellar. And that's just, just leading up to what's going to happen later on in the season. So, all right, next game. Um, Notre Dame and Cincinnati. I think this is going to be an actual really, really good game. Two top ten teams. I don't necessarily think Notre Dame deserves to be a top ten. I think they should be right outside top ten. Um, but, again, you know, they're, they're nine and Cincinnati seven. Cincinnati really hasn't played anybody yet, so it's going to be nice and nice test. So, Bird, I'll start with you. What do you think on the Cincinnati-Notre Dame game? I got Notre Dame in a close one, 23 to 20. Wow. Okay. Gino. Uh, Cincinnati, 28-24. Wow. I Another just, close one. I think Cincinnati gets blown out of the water. I, I think it's like 31-10. I just – Cincinnati just – Again, and nothing taking taking nothing away from what they've done the last couple of seasons. I just don't think they play anybody. They're finally going to play a decent team, and I think they get smoked. Here's so. here's what I will agree with with you on that. Like I think every year they keep bringing these group of five teams in, mm-hmm. and they overhype the group of five. Like I'm telling you right now, the, the the talent gap between the group of five and the power five is so massive that to me, when you have a when you have a 14 playoff, they keep talking about, oh, is this year a group of five gets in? To me, a G5 should never be in that playoff. Maybe but if we get to eight, one earns it. But I would argue Cincinnati is probably a better coach group five team than most power five teams. I'd agree. Well, yeah. I mean, again, I – yeah. You know, you even look at someone like Central Florida who has Gus Malzahn. Again, coming from Auburn and his pedigree, I think that's a really good coach team as well. I don't agree with what he, what he allowed to happen with uh, Daniel Gabriel getting – that last play of the game, there's no reason why your quarterback should even be near some type of, you know, you know, toss back, blah, 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 because now you're – who knows what's going to happen with your season. But, you know, that's just – that's my thought. So, to me, that was just a bad coaching, you know, experience or a bad, bad coaching opportunity. You don't let your quarterback get hit. Um, all right. So, one of the bigger games that I think is going to be interesting, and I, I still think it's a blowout, Alabama-Mississippi. Okay. So you got somebody in Mississippi with Lane Kiffin and, and Corral, the quarterback, who I think right now is leading the Heisman, you know, potentially Heisman uh, candidates right now. Do you think that he lights up Alabama, or do you think Alabama just they're just a different breed right now? Gino, uh, both. I think I think Lane Kiffin's going to score a plethora of points on Alabama, but Alabama's going to pull away in the end because they just have too much talent. I'm what do you got for a score? I'm taking 45-38 Alabama. Okay. So they did put up 47, I believe, last year against Alabama, yep. Ole Miss. Um, Bird, what do you think? Uh, so I, I, I agree this is going to be a high-scoring shootout type of game, uh, but I do think Alabama is is far superior. And while I think there's going to be a lot of points, I just I just don't see it you know, being that close. So I got Alabama with 52 Right, <laughs> I know a lot. Right, I got Alabama with fifty-two, and I got a um, Ole Miss with thirty-five. Okay, so that's a good spread. Um, I don't even know what the spread is on that game. So I am, I'm actually going to go Alabama, and I'm actually, I don't want to say this in a bad way because I don't want to disrespect anybody. I don't like to do that, but I think it's a blowout. I think Alabama is like forty-eight twenty. Um, I, I just think Alabama, like watching their defense. I mean, I know Florida kind of ran on them a little bit, blah, blah, blah. But, like, there's really nobody that's I think, can test Alabama. Um, <clears throat> so, I, I think that's kind of a, a blowout game. So, a couple more games. So, speaking of the Florida game, the Florida-Kentucky game is an interesting matchup for me. 
Um, I think Kentucky is a, is a decent SEC program. I don't think they get enough credit for what they do in the SEC. Um, so, Burr, what do you think about the Florida-Kentucky game? <laughs> well, listen, man, I mean, you know, part of, part of this thing of being a Canes fan, man, you got to hate the Gators. Right? Oh, 100%. And, and you know what? Since my picks don't mean anything and I'm not putting any money on them, I'm picking them boys to lose. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Got money on it, right? I know, I know. So, you know what? They're all just for fun. So, yeah. I'm going to go UK 24, Florida 21. Okay, and they're playing in Kentucky. So, Gina, what do you got? Uh, I got Florida 31-20. So, Bert, I'm actually going to agree with you. Oh, hey, all right. I'm actually going to take Kentucky. Um, I think it's a little kind of a higher higher score game, but I got a 31-27. I got a Kentucky okay. 31-27. Um, so let, let's talk about – might as well just talk about the Miami-Virginia game because I think this is a game that's going to be – Virginia's defense looks, like, putrid. Like, I mean, the first couple of weeks they looked okay, but then, like, the last couple of weeks I don't know if – they're on the back of a milk carton. I just – I don't know where they're at, but they're definitely not there. I watched some, some highlights the other day of a pass play where I think they ran like a four – they were rushing four guys, and they literally just stood at the line of scrimmage. They didn't even press to the quarterback, and I think the, I think the guy threw like a 60-yard touchdown pass. So I think this is an opportunity for Miami to like just kind of make a statement in the ACC. Says, you know what, we're back as far as ACC play. We're here. We're ready. So I'll start this one off. I'm going Miami 42-24. Damn. You're, I wrote down my pick already here, and, and mine was almost exactly the uh, almost exactly the same as yours here. But, look, I think the same thing, man. I think this is a statement game. I think their defense is, is terrible. Like when you look at, um, you know, their, their, their D-line is as bad as Florida State's O-line, right? Yeah. Like it's bad. Right, bottom bottom of the the, the bottom unit, right? Um, so I think we're gonna score a lot, right? I think I think Tyler Van Dyke's gonna be the starting quarterback. I think he's gonna continue um you know his his hot streak from central Connecticut. I got Miami 45, Virginia 21. And I do I do respect the kid Brennan Armstrong that plays the quarterback there. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna frustrate us at times. Um, but yeah. Co, what was your score again? I, I 42 24. 42-24, okay. Wow, okay. <laughs> what do you got, Gino? It's tough. Um, we have a tendency to make subpar teams look really, really good in situations just like this. So Stop good. being so negative. You remind me of Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Um, you're right, you're wrong, but, but you're correct. You're right, you're right. Yeah, so, that's so Virginia is a pass-heavy offense this year. Brennan Armstrong is slinging it. Um, we've looked subpar in covering downfield passes. We've looked subpar in pass rush. Um, so I do think Virginia is going to score a lot. Um, even against bad defenses, we have a tendency to struggle, even though we shouldn't. Um, I think it's going to be, oh boy, I'm going to go with, <laughs> I'm going to go with 31, 28 Miami. Hey, all right. Well, at least you gave us a dub. You had me in suspense there for a minute. I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I was very much. I, 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 was, I, was, I was like, this man going to say 31-28 UVA. I could see it. I mean, that's something That's something Marshall would do. You know what I mean? It's like, bro, oh. like you, I, I'll never pick against Miami. 
Like even Never. when we played Alabama, at the end of the day, it doesn't cost me anything to say Miami's going to win, right? Like no, deep 100%. down, like deep down, I know they weren't going to win, but at the same time, like you build it up. This is the year. Alabama's down. They lost fourteen starters. Yeah, Miami. This. Yeah, bro. Let's just no. My my heart told me one thing, and my brain told me another thing, but I didn't let my brain think. Listen, I had a great time in Atlanta. That's all that matters. So it was it was a good time. Anytime I can get out, get away, have a road trip, go to dinners, like bro, I'm all over it. Spend time with the wifey with no kids. I'm good. So, Co, here's the thing, though, man. We usually pick six games. We only got five on here, man, and we need a sixth game. Oh, uh, yeah, I got you. So, let's – okay. Um, FIU, FAU. Ooh. All right. Man. I, I'm uh, going cozy. I'm going FAU. I'm going cozy 35-21 over FIU. <laughs> 35-21 for the A. Ah uh, man, is you know look we got we got we got dogs in each in each fight on this side we man we got the we cozy did. hive and then the Joel Rodriguez side then you know my my man uh, my man Kevin Davis's son Keegan Davis is a freshman at FIU right so you got so, Brian you know, Blade you got Brian Blade son playing at FIU you got Brian yeah, Harris yeah. at FIU all right give me a pick we got a minute let's go all right so I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm still gonna go FAU in this one uh, and I'm gonna but I'm gonna go tight I'm gonna go uh, 33 32 okay. Gina, I got I got 27-21 FAU. Okay. I, listen, I, I got to give Cozy love, man. I mean, at the end of the day, Co- Cozy hard, man. Yeah, I mean, he he didn't look good last week out, out there in, with the Mormons. Um, I don't know, maybe he was trying to hook up with somebody or not, but they did not look good when they played BYU last week. So I think this is a rebound game, and I think they'll come back and they'll, they'll be strong. So listen, we'll be back here in a little bit on the Ken Gang Radio Show, uh, Sirius XM Channel One Four Five. Give us a minute. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. And then you give me that puppy look. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can be crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. (laughs) You can be a Richard Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs 
and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 294.9, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to the fifth segment here on the Kang Gang Radio Show on Sirius XM, Channel 145 Slam Radio. And obviously, you know, the first part of the show, we were talking, obviously, recap, you know, obviously, Coastal Carolina, not Coastal Carolina, Central Connecticut State. And <laughs> you can just tell how, like, obviously, you can tell already what's going on. Obviously, this is kind of a, a follow-up post-game show of the Virginia game um, last night. And... Obviously, the outcome isn't what we probably had like envisioned, Bird. I mean, I had Miami, I thought, winning pretty handily, um, especially with, you know, the Virginia defense being probably one of the worst defenses in, in, in the country right now. And I just don't know what the problem is. Miami always seems to play up to the caliber of their opponent. And unfortunately, they left a lot of a lot to be desired, you know, last night. And um, obviously the loss 30 to 28, you know, they, they kind of pulled the dolphins and, you know, took a safety in the end zone. Like, I just, I don't understand that play calling. And I still don't understand the play calling that Rhett Lashley is doing moving forward. Like it's just the calls. It was finally nice though, bird to be able to see 
like Jalen Knighton and Bashar Smith actually getting ball in open space. Um, It was nice. And, you know, obviously Cam Harris had a one nice run, but it's still the same type of like mentality. It's we're going to just keep pounding it, pounding it, pounding it. And if it doesn't work, we're going to keep pounding it, pounding it, pounding it. Like I just don't get it. We just keep going back to the same strategy every single time. And we keep putting the same guys out there who miss tackles and are trying to tackle by the shoestrings out there over and over and over again. And and the crazy thing is like, I really feel like they think that's the right thing to do, (laughs) you know, like, like that they're making the right call. And you see any time that these younger guys are getting in there, they're outplaying the older guys. (laughs) It's it's crazy. I just, I I don't know. So, Obviously, the first the first three quarters. I mean, I thought our offense was putrid. I mean, I think Awful. they were they were inept, uh, had no consistency, no continuity. I don't know what the what the situation was and why they were like that. I don't know if maybe a short week. Like, what do you, what do you think about the offense in the first three quarters? We'll get into the fourth quarter later. But what do you think about the first yeah, three quarters? I, I mean, the same thing. I mean, that's that's one thing I kept looking at, and uh, you know, eighty nine yards going into the fourth quarter combined. I mean, I, I, I was speechless at that. This is one of the uh, worst defenses in the nation statistically, and you couldn't run on them and you couldn't throw on them. And I honestly thought the defense played okay from our end, right, even though they gave up some points today. But they were on the field way too long, right? Like, you know, you, you got to win the time of possession. And uh, I think it was so lopsided at one point. It was like, it was like 24 to – you know, to like six or something going into halftime. It was, it was bad because the offense kept coming out there for us. One, two, three out, one, two, three out, one, two, three out. Um, I mean, I did see some, some things that I liked from TVD. I also saw him miss. I think, you know, it was a overall good game for him because he had, he had a pretty strong fourth quarter and a nice run in there, but you know, look that, that UVA team, man, you know, there's no reason that that team, that's one of the bottom defenses in the country. You should have been able to come into our house and take a W. I don't even know where to go from here. I mean, <laughs> the, the season was supposed to be full of expectations, high expectations. And I literally think we're hitting rock bottom. We hope. Who knows what rock bottom is? I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, you got you got a road trip. To, you got a road trip to North Carolina, and they have absolutely owned us the past two times, especially last year. Um, and you know, the, 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 the one consistent that I, that I, I see with this, with, you know, the way that the team comes out and prepared is it's the exact same every single time. Like I'll tell you right now, man, I'm, I'm not confident heading into North Carolina at all. <laughs> I think if Miami ends up going to Carolina here in what do we say? Uh, 16 days, uh, 16 days and they get beat at, at what point does, Blake James addressed the Manny situation. Who knows? I mean, you know, the, I mean, the, the, the pressures, the pressure's got to be hot, man. The pressure's got to be turned up on them to, you know, to, to, to force them to, to make a move. Right. I mean, if you, if you look at that game, right. And you know that based upon the overall body of work that you've seen so far in two and a half years, right. You're 16 and 13. Um, you've both showed up unprepared and gotten embarrassed in really every big game that you've played or every game that's got anything meaningful for it. And in games where you should be, that should be layups. 
You've gotten embarrassed in those too at times, right? I mean, you know, I don't, I don't want to sit here and, and, and bash anyone, but I mean, when you look at our results, and I mean, we're in a you know results oriented kind of thing here, man. Results aren't very good. The results aren't very good. I mean, you're sitting at two and three right now with a loss to Virginia, a loss to Michigan State, a loss to Alabama, with your two wins against App State, which you barely won, which you probably should have lost. And you had a, you know, a Bishop Sycamore Central Connecticut State game that gets you the duck, right? At the end of the day, sitting at two and three, possibly going two and four in 16 days, and it doesn't get easier. You look at, again, NC State, what they did to Clemson. That could potentially now, looking at the schedule, could be a loss. You're two and five. You have Georgia Tech. That could be two and six. Like, you got you got Virginia Tech. That could be two and seven. You got Florida State. Okay, so now you're three and seven. So like, <laughs> you know, you you have Pitt and Duke. So you you finish five and seven. Say you go five and seven. Oh man, oh, I mean, it's, it's clear you got to make a change, right? If you're five and seven, that means you're what uh, sixteen, or I mean, you end up like what twenty one and and eighteen or nineteen. Well, you're six. You're sixteen and thirteen now, right? Yeah. You're sixteen and thirteen. So if you go five and seven. You're 21 and 20. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean you're, you're literally you're literally riding 500 for your career at Miami, which is look, not acceptable. There's one person that's accountable for everything, man. You know, and they've they've got to be the one that's being held accountable. You know, because here's here's the thing, man. When you start losing a lot, especially in college, every game, the the team kind of bursts. You know, the 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 the, um, the confidence of the team stretches a little more, and you know things become stressful, right? And issues pop up and, and whatnot. And, you know, look, I don't know if any of that stuff's going on right now, but you know, I've been around locker rooms before, man. I've been around teams. I can tell you most likely is happening, right? There's finger pointing, there's blame, you know, there's these younger guys that are fighting to get on there and that are making plays. And, you know, the older guys that just are are doing the same things over and over again. Like, you know, so some of the things that stood out in the game to me that were like, just crazy. We keep tackling people's feet. Oh, and I have bro. never seen a team go in and tackle at the feet. Like every time we go for somebody, whatever we're teaching them is is wrong. <laughs> like like pop warner level, you learn how to you learn how to tackle somebody, right? And and we're just every time we dive for people's feet and we we dive in them, we try to knock them off. And then when we have the opportunity, you know, we try to absolutely kill people across the middle. Like we don't we don't tackle well. <laughs> and that's that's evident in our statistics. And, and that's the issue, right? So tackling was bad tonight. And, and again, people want to talk about, you know, uh, you know, Andy missing the field goal and clanking it up. Like it's literally, not it's not. And and well, technically it is, but it's not, right? So yeah. yeah. So and, and I said this as the drive was going down. With two minutes ago, you got a first down on the 15-yard line. I, I'm telling Dolphin Derek, I'm telling JB, I'm telling Maria, you pound this crap in. Like you pound it, you get it in, you know, you don't leave it into the – and I said this but two minutes ago, you do not leave it up to a field goal because I've seen too many times. I go back to, I don't know if it was 2015, 2016, Miami FSU, Stacey Coley catches the ball late in the game in the end zone, and Michael Basley gets the extra point block, right? Yeah. Like you just don't leave it into a situation, right? So yeah. my, my thing was you played soft. Like you literally played soft. Dime Life actually tweeted out – when you play soft, you play to lose. So I literally, yeah. I literally, and I, I don't know if I told you, I, I literally like retweeted 
And I quoted a tweet and said, it reminds me of the 2002 national championship game against Ohio State. Roscoe Parrish takes a punt, gets it down to maybe the 30, 25-yard line with a minute and a half to go. And we literally ran the ball three times and, you know, and, and depended on a Todd Seavers field goal to tie it up to go to overtime. When you have people like Andre Johnson, you know, uh, Kellen Winslow, you know, they were just eating that day. Like yeah. you're not, you're not taking opportunities again. You literally the last three, the three drives of the game, like your offense was clicking. You were moving, you were pounding, mm-hmm. you were running and you don't even take an opportunity. You literally run. Okay. We're just going to run it up the gut three times, fourth down or third down. We're, you know, we're going to, we're going to roll it over to the middle, you know, and then what we're going to do is uh, go for the field goal. You know, bro, like what kind of stupid, stupid philosophy is that? Like take the opportunity to try to win the game outright. You know, don't no. put it in your kicker's hand. Now, granted, if he if he makes that kick bird, it's a whole different ball game, right? Oh yeah, you know what, man? You know, but no, no, that's still I would be ripping you for for that play calling because no. that's not the way it should have went. Well, still, even even you know, I was shocked that we had the fourth quarter that we did, and we were able to kind of kind of get back in the thing, right? And you know, Corey Flag had a huge huge turnover and mm-hmm. and whatnot, right? But um, I, I was shocked that we were able to get back in the game, man, because the whole time watching it. You know, I I was like these guys are these guys are gonna run us out of here, man. And you know, like we said, so it's one of the worst defenses in the nation. I mean, their offense puts up some points, but their offense was relatively pedestrian tonight, right? They put a lot of points on, but that's just because the offense couldn't couldn't keep the um, you know our offense couldn't stay on the field long enough to <laughs> give our defense a break, right? So, uh, you know, I think our defense played relatively well right i mean you know there was there was some misses and, and and whatnot but overall i think they had a somewhat decent showing but they were just out there for absurd amounts of time uh you know for the whole game i think i have uh time of possession here um actually believe it or not it's probably because we had the most of the, in the fourth but they only had they had the ball 34 24 but in the first three quarters man that was that was a really heavy uh dominated by virginia i just i feel like and and it's sad to say this, but like the state of the program, it doesn't even bother me. Like, does that make sense? Like, like the loss doesn't even affect me anymore. We're used to it now. Yeah. I, I'm literally immune. I, I go to support. I go to root. I go to cheer. Um, again, I got there a little late yesterday. I got there, you know, normally I like to be there an hour, you know, so if the gates open at three 30, I'm pulling in right at that time. I ended up mm-hmm. getting there until it was 4.45, you know, kind of walked over, got the cane walk and was, you know, really excited, you know, because, again, I, I'm always excited to see the boys, you know, as they get ready to go into the stadium and then, you know, obviously going to the stadium afterwards and, you know, kind of getting pregame and watching. It just doesn't seem like the guys are there, you know, um, being able to see a couple guys after the, after the game and talk to them. Uh, there was some mixed emotions, you know, offensively, you know, I think some of the guys really wanted to go for it and, you know, try to punch it in, which I thought would have been right. But, but here's the thing, right? Even, even if you did kick the field goal and even if you did win the game, you look at the way Virginia like dominated most of the game. They had multiple drops, multiple drops, and they had drops in the end zone, which should have been putting up a seven, you know, like seven points or six points plus an extra point. But like, those are like, People don't think about that, right? Yeah, it came down to the last kick. Those things happened. The safety was just a bad call. Like, I don't know why you're running that. From what like was line. that? Stevenson, I you mean, know, Stevenson bobbled another punt. Like, 
there's just so many things at, at, at the five yard line, <laughs> right? Like I, I can understand bobbling a punt, but I can't understand bobbling a punt at the five yard line, right? You let you, you, you another thing you learn early, right? Like if it's in ten yards, you don't touch. That's why they tell you to stand at the ten, and if you backtrack and you know the ball is going to drop, you let it drop and roll. <laughs> like it, this is this is basic stuff that we're that we're we're just missing on out there, man. And I just. Do you think? Do you think it has a ten? Do you, let me ask you this: Do you think this is just lack of motivation on the players' part? Lack of I don't care. Lack of preparation. Is what? It, is it? I mean, there's got to be. A, there's got to be a reason. There's. There's got to be something there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think. I, I think it's. I think there's a lot there, right? There's a lot to to unpack, right? Um. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it it is. It's a lack of motivation. It's a lot of lack of preparation. It's a lack of X's and O's. Um, you know, I just the the play calling here, be it Lashley or Enos or Ricked or whoever's been calling plays here. Like, I just I don't understand why we don't take advantage of the athletes that we have. We have always had just the most. Excuse me, not always, but in recent times. We have the most rinky-dink, like conservative play calling that I've that I've ever seen. Right, like you know, bubble screens, bubble screens, you know, draws. You know, it's just. I mean, we have athletes, man. We have guys that are that are burners that should be destroying the DBs at the other teams. I mean, and, and we just we don't take advantage of it. We don't we don't ever go out there and, and and try to force you know other teams DBs into into getting penalties, right? Like. You know, I'd go at these guys, right, and make it make it to where you're getting pass interference calls, and that's helping move you down the field. But we don't do it, right? You know that that's 100. You know, there were some positive, like there, there's definitely some positives, and and, and I'll talk about that. But we're we're, we're good going up to break in about a minute. Um, I just I'm disappointed, man, because you know your Thursday night it's ESPN. You know, first of all, this, this like there's nobody in the stands, which is number one frustrating to me like there's no reason why the rock isn't filled up you know you and i were talking about this yesterday bird and, and we could probably go into it a little bit more is like i'm hoping and i say this in a laughing matter um i'm hoping the marlins defunct at some point in the next couple of years <laughs> and literally have to move out of you know marlins ballpark and they literally completely change the seating arrangement and put the hurricanes back down there because I, I feel like we're, we're missing. Yeah, it's a longer drive and stuff for, for people like you and I. But at the same time, like you would get the fans back into that area. You would get the students, you know, into that area. You can't really have yeah. students driving an, almost an hour up to, you know, Hard Rock. But anyway, yeah. you know, that's just something we could talk about here in the last yeah. segment because yeah. I, I think that's vital. Um, yeah. Obviously, Miami has a lease until I think it's 2033. Uh, no. But anyway, so listen, we'll go to break real quick here on the Kang Gang Radio Show. We'll be right back. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. 
This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good thing nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't. of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2249, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
All right, wrapping up this uh, two-hour show here with this last segment. Um, you know, a couple things like we were just talking about is, you know, at what point or how great would it be if the Marlins really did defunct or <laughs> moved or, you know, ended it. up going somewhere else, right? I just think that that would bring – I think that would bring so much more dynamic back to college football, having Miami, like, back at, like, like the OB location and, and an updated state-of-the-art type of facility. Retractable right? roof. Retractable <laughs> roof. Uh, again, you really would have to redo the stands to, to yeah. make it like football friendly. Um, yeah. But that but old think, East, that old East End zone view of the Miami skyline, uh, bro. I just, <laughs> I just think it would be phenomenal, right? Yeah. You know, let, let's talk a little bit about the game real quick because if, if you look at it, obviously offensively, just it. You know what we saw last week, and again, we talked about the competition, right? The competition against Central Connecticut State wasn't going to be the same competition playing against Virginia or, or Carolina or Virginia Tech, you know. So. You know, TVD was like, you know, literally 50% for 200 yards and one touchdown. Um, you know, Cam, Cam ran, he ran pretty hard today. I think he had over, he was over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Jalen Knighton hit the hole pretty hard. Um, he was quick on his feet. He was quick to get around there. Bashar Smith ran the ball pretty good. TVD probably had one of the best runs, you know, that I've seen in a long time out of a quarterback from the Man, University that was Miami. solid. When he was put, when he was taking and running, I'm like, oh my gosh! And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, he's in the end yeah. zone. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was a, that was a little bit of a wild one, but uh, yeah, you know, Harley's grab for the touchdown was was a really nice catch. And, you know, I'll tell you right now. I mean, if I'm calling plays on offense for us, right? And bear in mind, I'm a you know talking head here on on our show and everything, but I, I'm I'm feeding Rambo, dude. <laughs> like. I'm absolutely feeding the ball to Charleston Rambo, and well, and not only Rambo, right? Like, uh, listen, you got to stop throwing the ball. Well, yeah, you got to stop throwing the ball to Mallory. I I just hate to say it, bro. Listen, I don't even know if he can block because I see him getting blown up all the time. Uh, Yeah, I was going to touch on that. I'm Lily. I'm Lily with you. I would go Rambo, Harley, and X. Um, You know, Romello had. I don't even think Romello had a catch tonight. Um, he did. He, he, had, had, he, had a, he had a he had a big conversion he for us. He did. Yep. But he also had a nice. He had a big drop he on he third did a down drop. too, right? Yeah. Um, you know, and then you look at you look at the defensive side of the ball, and you know, it's just man, Brennan Armstrong just he looks like he floats the ball so bad when he throws. Um, obviously, Corey Flag had a had a great interception. I I was telling JD and Dolphin Derek right before that happened. I said, watch the slot guy. Do just a quick skinny skinny slant, and and Dolphin Dare looked at me at, at with a pick and looked at me like wow, you know, because that's what how about, how about that damn touchdown <laughs> where the guy from from Virginia had like bounced off a couple people and he just so, happened to look up and bro, the ball fell right into his hands. I'm so like, you think oh, about that though, right? Yeah. Like you look at Marcus Clark, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because you know again inexperience, you know, type thing, but. You know, Marcus Clark goes up. It should have been an interception, but, you know, obviously, you know, traffic, you know, drops the ball and literally lands on number three, and then he just rolls over and it's in his hand. That's seven points. You know, that was definitely a takeaway that Miami should have had, um, but that definitely hurt because that gave them that gave them seven points. You know, you look at that touchdown and you look at that safety, that's nine points right there. Like, that's, that's hard to come back from. You know, yeah, you had a turnover – I mean, there should have been a couple. Like Cam probably had should have had two two picks that he didn't have, um, you know. But but I thought the defense played well. I, I look at people like Cam, James Williams, and Leonard Taylor is just 
he is just phenomenal out there. The last two games, you know, I wanted to see how he responded off of that Central Connecticut State game and what he did against a Power 5 school. And he was manhandling those guys on, on Virginia's old line today. He looked yeah. really, really sharp. Yeah, 100%, man. Again, again, comes down to the point where, you know, for the second game in a row, the young guys are are pushing the, the the older guys off the field, and that needs to continue to happen, man. You got to put your guys out there that you can rely on and you can make plays. And you know, if these guys aren't like, it, it's time to sit down, man. You know, and and look, I mean, you know, one of them is Bubba, right? Like, I mean, you know, I, I hate to call the kid out by name, man, but like, look, he's supposed to be one of our stars and, and one of our leaders, man. But you know, he hasn't made a play all season. <laughs> I, I have not seen it. Um, obviously, there were some – I was able to – and, again, I don't, I don't like to throw dirt out there or kind of throw anything out there. I just know that uh, Bubba and Ed Reed were having some, you know, a, a nice discussion out by the player, you know, area where they were leaving. And don't know what was said, just kind of stayed out of it. Um, but it, it definitely looked like somebody was either getting some coaching or being able to – Good. You know, ha- have a goat kind of just give you some imparting some wisdom to a youngster, um, if that makes any sense. Um, yep. You know, but but again, it was. But that's what. I, so let's talk about this, and, and let me get your thoughts on this. Manny loses a UNC. You have to cut ties. I, I just think absolutely. I, you're, I think you have to. You're, cut ties. you're two and four, four. at that point. Like, right. yeah, absolutely, man. So if you cut two in the ACC, you know, again, and you and I talked about this a little earlier. I, I know where you're going with this, and I had the same thought of the game, so, so I'm yeah. 100% on board. So do you approach somebody like Ed Reed as an interim head coach? And yes. if you do, so if you do, does he accept that role? Or do sure. you go to somebody? So another name I thought of is Jess Simpson. I think he would be a high-caliber type individual that I think would be able to um, lead that program as an, yeah. on an interim basis. Those are yeah. the two guys I would look at. I wouldn't look at a Rhett Lashley because, again, bro, I, I just don't know. I just don't know this play calling and what what we're doing. I yeah, haven't been impressed. I've no. not been impressed. <laughs> but so so here's what I would do. I mean, I'm, I'm all in on the Ed Reed thing, right? Because I think you just need a guy to sit back and actually just be your head coach, right? <clears throat> not to be too involved in anything other than just the, the overall decisions of the game, right? Uh, I'd give T-Rob the defense, right? Like, go ahead, take it. You've been a DC. You've called games before. It's yours, right? And keep Lashley as the OC, um, right? And then that really keeps everybody in position, and it just puts another guy at the at, – at, at the head of things, making the decisions for the team, man. I, I just yeah. feel like your head coach should be have be somebody that has some type of like like verbal passion. Yeah. Because you know you you can't be statue like and 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 not for nothing like like the zebras tonight were all in on Miami. It's just they they never get an opportunity fit from anything like Miami gets the worst calls you know thrown to them like obviously there was one call that wasn't called Zach McLeod actually had a a great sack but he was completely getting manhandled and and held the whole time and yet they don't call that right um you know the the tackling was horrible like that's just what we're watching something now like out of position you got Nesta 10 yards down the field 
trying to make a tackle. I think Bubba ends up coming up, coming back and making that tackle if it's the same nope. play that I'm thinking about. I think so. Nope. Well, close. But at least he didn't give up. <laughs> but at least he didn't give up on the play. You know. Yeah. Um, I just I was watching some of the like watch his throws. Like right there was great. But like Brennan Armstrong, just for some reason, just does not know how to throw a football. You know, TVD just looks like a straight gunslinger. He puts the ball where it has to be. And, you know, I'm excited about him moving forward into the future because I think that's what's going to be our future. You know, obviously yeah. there was guys that weren't there tonight. So that was a play there that was huge. You know, you knock the ball down, ends up being a touchdown. Um, you know, just yeah. wow. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you, you, I don't know if you can really fault anybody on that. Clark goes for the interception and no, just the no, way no, that's the ball just, that was kind a, of a bounces. Fluke play, correct? That was definitely a fluke yeah. play. So yeah, I mean, look, TVD, he he is the guy now too. And I mean, you know, now Manny said after the game, you know, Garcia's out till November. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, it's it's TVD, and you know, he goes down for any reason. You know, it's 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 Pey- Peyton Matoka time. So, or Ryan Rizik, one of them. Or Ryan, yeah, or, or Rizik, man. So, you know, we're uh, we're, we're this, in, was, we're this in, was a great scramble. I, you know, watching the play. The yeah. TBD touchdown, man. Oh my gosh, how about I that it. thing? I, I love it. Long legs, long strides, stays in bounds. You know, and this is where you know again you well, the, you, you go on vision a on that. Drive. Yeah, the vision on that. I'm gonna run that one back too, just to see like the vision of like because I didn't see what he saw. Let me get back over to the screen here. But yeah, on his his touchdown here, man. Like, I I didn't see that. I mean, to me, like, you know, you got two guys on the outside, and you know, he had the confidence to beat him, and oof, I mean, he just slipped right in there, man. That's uh, that was something. So this play here, let's watch this play here. Run run this play. Like, this is this is a nice pass. You know, yeah, this was the, the, the third down conversion, third and 14. Yeah. And you should have been there. They, they call Rambo for some crackback block or a peel back block Ugh. where I felt like just kind of put Miami in the battle. Now, look, here, here, here's the thing, right? Now it's it's two minutes and six seconds left. You you get to the 15. Blink. Yeah. Man. Feels so bad for, for Borgalis on that, man. You know, um, um, I mean, but yeah, he's he's got to hit that man. And look, you know, the, the kid's gonna learn from it, right? Like, you know, he's a great kid, great family. You know, his brother's an awesome kicker. I'm sure his brother's his brother's been there where he's at right now. I'm sure they've probably already talked on the phone and everything. And you know, um, he's he's gonna have to learn from it, right? Because you know, that's not the only time that he's gonna have that situation in front of him, right? And he's gonna be presented with the opportunity to win the game. And look, when when you get that man, you, you got to be able to hit it, right? And he knows that, right? Like he knows that. He's probably nobody's harder on him than he's being on himself. So so I would rather – so let me say this. I would rather have Andy Borgales kicking than Camden Price. Oh, absolutely. Just throw <laughs> Price it cost there. us our 70, uh, <laughs> which, which might have been our only uh, our only highlight of the year so far. Jeez. <laughs> Gosh, man. So, so, Bird, moving forward, again, we got we got 16 days. What do you think happens over these next 16 days? Do you think it's film? Do you think it's, you know, what do you think the locker room is like right now? Do you think that the confidence on the defensive shot? Do you think the confidence on the offensive shot? Like, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think is going look, on? Yeah, look, there, there better be some finger pointing going on right now, right? Because if not, that just tells me that nobody cares in there, right? So, 
you know, there there needs to be I don't know, maybe maybe finger pointing is not the right term, but you know, there there needs to be some crucial conversations in there, right? And you know, there needs to be some people taking ownership of things, and you know, there needs to be some moves made uh, within this team. I mean, you got 16 days coming up before you go to North Carolina. To me, if you are going to make a move at that coach, this is the time you do it, right? Like tomorrow, like you you say, hey, this is you know, if, if we're going to do it, this is the time we're going to do it because you got seven games left, you know. The ACC is still out there. <laughs> as crazy as crazy as that sounds, right? But you know, um, I don't know. I mean, I think we I think we all know right now going to North Carolina what's going to happen with things the way they are. You know, I mean, at least at least that's at least that's my 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 feeling and my impression, right? And and what I feel, <laughs> you know, is that when we we're going on that North Carolina trip and we already know what's going to happen when we go there. So speaking of that, are you still planning on going? <laughs> like no. let's be honest no right no well it's uh, it's just more look I, I mean i would still go i'm not going be you know i'm not gonna i'm not going just because we lost right i'm I'm not just i'm just not going because the logistics behind it didn't work out mainly because you know stupid ncaa doesn't announce game kickoff times until you know a week before so it's hard to make flight arrangements and hotel arrangements and all that stuff without knowing what time the game is, right? Because I don't want to be gone my entire weekend. I want to be able to hop on the plane, right? Hopefully land at noon. It's a three thirty kick, uh, and then you know be heading out five six o'clock in the morning, coming back home. Right? I don't want to have to consume my whole weekend in, in Raleigh, even though Raleigh's not a bad town. Man, listen, I I love the school. I love the university. I love the football program. I want to see us get better. But if we don't, we don't. I'm still going to be there. I'm still going to cheer. I'm going to support. I'm going to go. Um, but you know, it, it makes me wonder if if the university isn't going to have the same type of like desire to try to get better. Then why am I going to continue to support and spend spend the money that I do to support them? Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing to me. It, it it starts at the top, right? So the top being you know the president. Now I don't think the president needs to be involved in in decisions, but I think the president, you know, and, and Julio Frank needs to understand what athletics mean to the overall success and image and profitability of the university. Right. Right. Um, You know, and that, that, you know, means putting the right pieces in place and having the long-term strategy and vision to, you know, to know where we're going as a, as a program. Right. Um, You know, then, then you look at the athletic director, right. Who's, who's responsible for that stuff. You know, how do, how do all of our programs perform? Right. Are they generally, you know, are they generally competitive, right? You're not going to be, you know, amazing at every single one of them, but are we generally competitive? Right. And I'll let the answer to that one kind of be obvious. Right. So, so, you know, president Frank actually sent out a, a, a Tim Reynolds sense of that. <laughs> let me read it to you. University of Miami president, Dr. Julio Frank says his senior leadership team, will augment my own direct engagement with the athletics director by facilitating seamless alignment between the board of trustees, my entire administration and the athletics department. So when, when I read that, I'm like, what did you just say? Cause I have no idea what you're trying to say. I, th- I think what the translation on that is that he's, is that he's going to get involved, right? Well, and you need to. And I you think got to at this point you do. Yeah, and I think that's what Herb street and Desmond, you know, maybe point something out. You know, now they're finally going to do something about it. But so, so here's the thing: we just we just finished up. You know, again, we got 30 seconds to go before we finish up our show. Um, <laughs> two and three, 
you know, not not looking good for the rest of the season. Again, we already talked about it a little bit. We possibly can go five and seven with our schedule. But you know what? I'm, I'm still going to root for these guys. I'm still going to support them. And uh, I'll see them on the 23rd when we play NC State. Yep. So Absolutely. I'll be there. All right, guys. I appreciate you guys listening to the Kang Gang Radio Show. Um, I know last night wasn't as, you know, what everybody wanted with a dub. But, you know, we took the L. We're going to keep moving. So, from the bird and from Co, we appreciate you guys, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.